Five days ago. 12.03 a.m. The address was outside the city. Because of the bad weather and the sat-nav's inability to find the house, it had taken them more than half an hour to reach this isolated spot. If it had not been for the little street lamp at the entrance to the drive, they might have thought the whole area uninhabited. The ambulance proceeded slowly through the untended garden. The flashing light awoke statues from the darkness, moss-covered nymphs and mutilated venuses who greeted their passage with lopsided smiles and elegant, uncompleted gestures, dancing motionlessly for them alone. An old villa welcomed them like a port in a storm. There were no lights on inside, but the front door was open. The house was waiting for them. There were three of them, Monica, a young intern who was on duty in emergency that night, Tony, a paramedic with years of experience, and the driver who stayed in the ambulance while the other two defied the storm and set off towards the house. Before crossing the threshold, they called out to see if they could attract anyone's attention. There was no reply. They went in. A stale odour. Dark walls, a corridor dimly lit by a row of yellowish bulbs. To the right, a staircase leading to the first floor. At the end of the corridor, through the open doorway of the living room, they caught sight of a body lying on the floor. They rushed to him. All the furniture in the room was covered with white sheets, apart from a worn armchair in the middle, positioned to face an old-fashioned TV set. Everything smelled of age. Monica knelt beside the man on the floor. He seemed to be unconscious and was breathing with difficulty. He's cyanotic, she observed. Tony made sure the respiratory tract was clear, then placed the ambu bag over his mouth while Monica checked his irises with a torch. The man could not have been more than fifty. He was wearing striped pyjamas, leather slippers, and a dressing gown. With several days' growth of beard and his sparse, disheveled hair, he looked like someone who didn't take care of himself. In one hand, he was still clutching the mobile phone he had used to call emergency, complaining of terrible chest pains. The nearest hospital was the Gemelli. In a serious emergency, whichever doctor was on duty joined the paramedics in the first available ambulance. That was why Monica was there. A small table had been overturned, a bowl broken. Spilt milk and biscuits lay everywhere, mixed with urine. The man must have taken ill while watching TV and knocked everything over as he fell. It appeared to be a classic case, Monica thought. A middle-aged man living alone has a heart attack, and if he can't manage to call for help, is usually discovered long dead, only when the neighbors start to notice the stench. In an isolated villa such as this, of course, that wouldn't have happened. If he didn't have close relatives, years might have passed before someone noticed what had happened. In either case, it was a familiar scene, and she felt sorry for him, at least until they opened his pyjama jacket to massage his heart and saw the words on his chest. Kill me. They both pretended they hadn't seen it. Their task was to save a life, but from that moment on they moved with especial care. The saturation's dropping, Tony said, checking the oximeter. That meant no air was getting into the man's lungs. We have to intubate him or we'll lose him.
Monica took out the laryngoscope and moved to position herself behind the patient's head. In doing so, she cleared Tony's field of vision. She saw a strange look suddenly come into his eyes. Tony was a professional, trained to deal with any kind of situation, and yet something had startled him, something that was right behind her. Everyone in the hospital knew the story of the young doctor and her sister. No one ever talked about it, but she was aware of them looking at her with compassion and concern, wondering in their hearts how she could live with such a burden. Now there was the same kind of expression on Tony's face, combined with a kind of fear. So Monica turned and saw what Tony had seen. A roller skate, abandoned in a corner of the room. A roller skate that unleashed hell.